Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Harmonize with me and hold me tight all through the night. You're shining bright. I'm your oyster, baby. You're my pearl. William. Hello, Dom. We have returned. Good afternoon. Good afternoon to you, sir. What's been going on? Oh, no. Hey, we're wearing the same um, type of shoes today. Ah. All birds. All birds. Very comfortable, eh? I like to stick my laces in my shoes and then walk around in them. Been doing that for years. That's, that's, is it not uncomfortable? No, you have to kind of put them in the right place, like kind of in those little gaps in your feet. Maybe on the yeah. side. Um, in your arch. In your arch, of which one of my arches in, is high and the other one's collapsed. See, that's going to uh, that'll, uh, go into your hips at some point. Yeah. You you normally leave life through your hips. Is that right? Who, told, who said that? That seems like a very profound quote. I actually read it in that book you got me. Oh, the, the Body. Body by Bill Bryson. What, and some expert in hips said that you normally... Leave life through your hips. What, like falling down the stairs, breaking your hips? Type it thing? was like you enter through something. Well, through. Well, you would think it would be a, a ladies' a area. ladies' place. You would think, but mm. I don't think it was. And uh, you leave through the hip, which uh, in the book it says it's not actually true. But I think the point something was something to look forward to. Once your hips go, you stop moving. You sit in the chair, and then, and then it's a slow march to the grave. Done. So for you, that'll be endless episodes of Star Trek. Maybe. And then if you were to uh, provide a tonic for that, if you're like, well, I've just watched nine episodes of Star Trek, but I did go up at four this morning, so it's still only like, you know, it's not ready for my bedtime yet. What would be your tonic to that? What would well, you I could start Survivor, couldn't I? Because I've never seen one. What a show. And you love it. The greatest reality TV show of all time for my money. I watched uh, 15 Minutes of Big Brother the other night. A new one? I was flicking through and almost got, I almost got dragged in. Mm, you do, you do get sucked in. As soon as you know the characters on these shows, isn't it? As soon as, mm-hmm. as, soon as the characters have you, then mm-hmm. that's you. We watched the original Big Brother in New Zealand, which I have very fond memories of. Your wonderful sister would, would send you, which is aging us now, videotapes of Big Brother. And I think, I seem to remember something else, but, I think, some, but... I think you eventually uh, sent her a message and said... Thanks for the all, all of the something else. But from now on, could you only send Big Brother because Dom and I are now addicted? We had a weekly catch up, didn't we? She would record it for a week and then ship it over to us. And then we do. That's amazing that we. That's not that long ago. 20 years. 20 years. But in that time, now you can go on the TV and watch whatever you want. You can go on any music thing and listen to whatever you want. Mm-hmm. And do you remember the guy who won the original Big Brother? You and I were fans of him. He was, was it Craig the Joiner? Well done. Craig from Liverpool. Yeah, and he was a joiner, wasn't he? He's a lovely guy. Everyone liked him. He was a joiner, big smiley face. And he would always feel really sad when he would vote someone out. This week, um, I think I'm going to uh, nominate um, Sarah. And he'd Aww. be always really sad. He'd be like, sorry about that, Sarah. I think she's lovely, but, you know, Sarah. 
and then Sarah get voted out. Yeah, and then and then he would be on. I think he was on like morning shows after that, fixing people's anything yeah. we would, you know. Yeah, he's the he's the type of guy that if he was doing a job in your house, you'd be like, you want to stay a couple of extra days and just hang about, maybe watch some TV, and you know, we, we should get him on a friendship on you. He'd could be tell fantastic. Us time. Hey, I've got a yeah. little gift for us. Have you? Have you? Well, a long time ago now, I was lucky enough to go to a convention in Telford. Telford of all places. Northern Wales. And a gentleman came over and said, uh, my, my sister right? works with ceramics. But unfortunately, I think his sister either had recently had COVID or, or currently at that time had COVID. And he said, my sister was, was going to attend. I can see her name here on this box. Her name is Tara Squibb. Tara Squibb. Squibb, isn't that a great name? That's two things from my childhood. Tara was the boxer next door. A boxer? A woman boxer? No, a dog. What? Oh, a dog, a boxer, right. A dog, okay. Tara. Tara. I love human names for dogs. Your dog has one. And Squibb was those little things you you fired at each other and they blew up, weren't they? Yeah, yeah. Tara Squibb. Tara Squibb. So Tara Squibb made us these wonderful... Gifts here, which I, I won't... Um, I can't wait. Yeah, I won't create a spoiler for you, but I'm just making sure... You're my, opening it very slowly, I, I love know. it. And they come with their own little stand. Oh, my God. My... So, here, I'll, I'll just... I'll See take, if it was a ceramic or the boxer dog, Tara, that I grew up next door oh, to. Oh, wouldn't that be great? That would be amazing. The top one's yours, so I'll just pass it over. Is it? They're lovely things. Thank you, Tara. Sorry it's been so wow. long. Wow. Isn't that great? Look at that. Now, for anyone listening, I'll uh, let you know what this is here. It's a pipe. Pass it back because I've got mine underneath. Here's a little stand. Hold on, it's getting passed back. Right, for anyone just listening. Yeah. It's a pipe, I would say, 10 inches long. Mm-hmm. And uh, the actual pipe part of it looks as if it's like a, it looks as if it would be an acorn or something, is it? It's some sort of nut. I think it is, yeah. Oh, in fact. Oh, you got a thistle. I think I've got yours. Yeah, I would think so. Because yours is a thistle. I w- and I would, that's a Scottish. And mine is, if you look inside, mine's the color of my waistcoat. So unfortunately, you've uh, just contaminated yours by blowing into mine. I actually sucked on yours. Oh, did you suck on it? Lovely, ornate, beautiful pipes. Tara, thank you so much. Can Sorry, you smoke been... out of it? I, th- I would think we can. Or is it purely for... Uh, decoration? No, no. Her brother was there. There's nothing in this box, so I'm going to throw it this way. Her brother was there, and he said, these are totally functional. Are they? But, yeah. But aren't they beautiful? I'm going to put sh- mine up on the stand here. I'm sucking on mine now. Yeah, give it a lovely sucking. Hang on. That's lovely, that, Dom. Thank you, Tara. That is really beautiful. Tara Squib. Do you want me to, hack to, to put yours on the stand? Yeah. Stick it up there just now. That's lovely, that, Tom, what you've done there. It's lovely, that, isn't it? You've given it an angle. Oh, look. That's Thank beautiful. You, Thank you, Tara Squibb. And, of course, you can send... I've been off the mic for a lot of this show. Don't you worry. Can, you can send anything that you guys want. Maybe it's something that you want us to eat for Billy and Dom Eat the World, or if there's a gift out there, or anything in particular that you want to send, you can send to us at the studio, and you'll find the address in the show notes. Which We're... is underneath here. Whatever it is, whatever you're listening or watching. True. Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. 
Hey, Dom, you know sometimes you can get stuck on a problem and you can't find a solution because you're too busy looking at the problem. Mm. You're just going into a spiral, Dom. Mm. And uh, sometimes you just need some help to get out of that. It can be tough to train your brain to stay in problem-solving mode when faced with a challenge in, in your life. But when you learn how to find your own solution, there's no better feeling. A therapist can help you become a better problem solver, making it easier to accomplish your goals, no matter how big or how small. And also, as we know, therapy can be a little intimate. You can feel a little vulnerable going through the process. But the fantastic thing about BetterHelp is it can all happen online. So you don't even need to have a face-to-face conversation with a therapist if you don't need to. You can do it via phone. You can do it in your own way. And, you know, the intimate allows people to go through therapy without feeling so vulnerable about the experience. Yeah, exactly. So if you're thinking about doing therapy, I would say BetterHelp is a great option. I agree. Because it's so convenient, it's accessible, it's affordable, and it's entirely online. When you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit betterhelp.com slash onion today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash onion. What's better than finding quality candidates? Finding them instantly. For a powerful hiring partner, you need Indeed. Mm -hmm. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Don't spend hours on multiple job sites looking for candidates with the right skills when you can do it all with Indeed. Find top talent with Indeed's suite of powerful hiring tools like the Indeed Instant Match Assessments and virtual interviews. Oh, I I love that about Indeed. They make everything so easy. It's all in one place because there are things like instant match. Candidates you invite to apply through Instant Match are three times more likely to apply to your job than candidates who only see it in a search. That's according to US Indeed data. With Instant Match, as soon as you sponsor a post, you get a short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description and you can invite them to apply right away. Indeed does all the hard work for you. Sponsor a job and boom! Instant Match shows you candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your job description immediately after you post. With Instant Match, you can start hiring fast. It's true. Indeed knows that when you're doing everything for your company, you can't afford to overspend on hiring. Visit Indeed.com slash onion to start hiring now. Just go to Indeed.com slash onion. Indeed.com slash onion. Terms and conditions apply. Cost per application. Pricing not available for everyone. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Peeling the onion. William, should we do a little bit of housekeeping? Yeah. Housekeeping. How much, much fun, fun are, are you to keep a house so clean, clean and, and true? Duncan from Cambridge says, if you could matrix style upload any skill into your brain, what would it be and why? Wow. Why? That's a tough one, isn't it? A matrix, any skill. Well, I would, let's, Dom, because that, I mean, and you're only allowed one. This no, is I was the rule. Gonna pick three no, there. you were going to pick eight. There's this, and then there could be that. Yeah, and, and I'd do... also like that. Right, just that's... one, just one, just one. Just one. What meant to recently? Oh, that's so hard because every time I think of one, I think, and then, but it'd be really good to do that. But I'm just going to pick one, Dom. And it has to be a it has to be you can't pick the skill of I'd like to be able to fly like an eagle. No, no, it can't be it something to be a outrageous. Skill, it can't be right? Something real. Yeah, while you think, I think I'll probably do have one. 
I would be a virtuoso pianist. P- with a, what? With a T at the end. Oh, yeah. Pianist. Mm. I was saying this to my friends the other day. Even though a guitar is much more fun to be playing around with friends because you can put it in the back of your car, you can travel with it, you can swap it around with people, blah, blah, blah. If I could learn any instrument and the sound of any instrument, I think a piano is my favorite. And being so good on a piano that you're basically like a virtuoso, I would go for that. I think you could still do that. It's time. It, it would take a lot of work. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying it wouldn't take a lot of hours. No, no, but I like to work. But, but if you could get, just get it downloaded, that's easier, isn't it? <laughs> I would come you? and see you in uh, the Radio City. Yeah, you could in introduce me. Ladies and gentlemen, Ladies a little gentlemen. penis. Come, get your hands together for this little penis here. <laughs> <laughs> Dominic Monaghan. Hey. Fingers and keys. Remember, both Dudley Moore and Les Dawson, who were both great pianists, used to always intentionally hit the wrong note the wrong, at yeah, the end. Brilliant. So you get, you get sucked into the song and then they go, oh, and you're like, oh, God. Brilliant. What about you? Are you still thinking? No, I'll take one. I'll go for um, a heart surgeon. I'll be saving yeah, lives. Lovely. Saving lives up and down the boulevards and the lovely. avenues. I had a long conversation with my parents one time about people being heroes, real heroes, mm-hmm. or elements of genius. I think we were talking about genius. Yeah. And my parents were saying there was this documentary about a heart surgeon who was consistently doing heart surgeries on young people, young children. And my parents were saying, you know, there was a real element of genius in him, which I obviously said, of course. And then we were saying, well, can you find genius in other areas? Do you know what I mean? Is there a genius darts player? Is there a genius hot dog eater? A genius? Yeah. Or is there not? It's a a strange word, genius, isn't it? What does it mean to you, the word genius? I think is genius someone who is exceptionally gifted in their chosen field? I mean, is now, it as simple as that? Maybe John can find out in the uh, dictionary. Would you say genius? Some, somehow, to me, genius carries a little bit of uh, genetically gifted in the thing. All oh, right, G- gifted in a way that you can't make sense of. It's just, it's just like why are they so like because they what. The same amount of hours as they did. Mm, Why natural are they? talent? Oh, that's interesting. Maybe, Maybe there is an element of genius to that. Jo- hang on, John is coming with a dictionary definition. So we have the dictionary definition of genius. Oxford. Uh, Webster's. Ooh, sorry, I know. I bet it's Webster's. Oh my God, I was in Webster's. Uh, no, carry on. That's fine. All right. Let's go. <laughs> uh, a genius is a characteristic of original and exceptional insight in the performance of some art or endeavor that surpasses expectations, sets new standards for future work, uh, establishes better methods of operation, or remains outside the capabilities of competitors. Wow. Amazing. So, yeah. yeah. Something original as well. Gifted and original in their chosen field. Very good, Dom. Well, right. lovely, lovely question there, Duncan. Here's another one from Dustin, not to be confused with Duncan, two D names like Dominic or Damien or Damon. Or, Double D. Yeah, it was, yeah, something like that. Who says, who's from Location Unknown and said, regarding Tim Curry movies, which we mm. talked about in a recent podcast. Yeah, we did. I came across a clip of your favorite Tim Curry movies and I had to let you know mine. My runners up are the Rocky Horror Picture Show, which is Billy's number one. Yes. And Home Alone 2, two but my number one although technically it is a miniseries, is Stephen King's It. He was equally hilarious and terrifying. Now, 
Dustin, the reason why I didn't mention Stephen King's It, of mm-hmm. which he is mm-hmm. terrifying playing Pennywise, is it's a TV show. It's not a film. Oh, yeah. yeah. Not a film. Well, he did He did say that, yeah. He did say that, but that, I think that's the reason why so I didn't series. say Because they asked about movies. Mine was Legend, I think. No, mine was Clue. Or, or what do we call it in Britain? Cluedo, right? Cluedo, yeah. yeah. I think there's a few other exceptions to that. When I was in Germany, we watched a show, a, a film. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No Over here, that is called Adventures in Babysitting. Yeah. With Elizabeth Shue. Mm hmm. But over in Germany, it was called A Night on the Town. I was like, why wouldn't you just call it Adventures in Babysitting? And, uh,. When I was younger, I watched a movie called um, Oh California Man with oh, yeah. Sean Astin. Sean Astin, of course, and Brendan uh, Fraser. And over here, it's Encino Man mm. because we wouldn't know what Encino was. No, not at all. There we are. Very good. Another question here, William. And Nicholas from Argentina. Argentina. I wanted to ask if you've ever met a person that's deep into conspiracy theories. Mm. I've got a close friend of mine that's into it, and I don't know if I should try or maybe try not to change his mind. What's your opinion? Are there any conspiracy theories that you're open to? I would say Sean Astin is quite keen on some conspiracy theories. Is he? Well, we've mentioned some. I'm going to keep it vague. Yeah. United States political conspiracy oh, yeah, theories yeah, where he was yeah. like wow well, well, I think this is something there there's something also yeah. do you remember driving around with the boys last week and Elijah was saying that he kind of did some research into the potential of the Loch Ness Monster remember yeah he said that yeah it's not saying that it is there but they've, they've done research scientific research to say that something that big could live there yeah, that for me felt like a little bit of a cop-out. Well, I don't think. I well, don't my, my thing with that is like Bigfoot. Well, there's no evidence that we that Bigfoot is there. But is there a chance that Bigfoot could be there? Yes. And you're like, well, that's kind of a bit wishy-washy. I've got a friend uh, who doesn't believe that the men landed on the moon. Do you believe that Stanley Kubrick filmed it all? Yeah. Well, I don't know. I think that's one of the things. What's his major, major thing that makes him go, well, what about that? Um, I don't know if I've ever really got into it with him. Lots of people I think he says... Darling. He said, if they'd been up on the moon and left all that stuff, they'd still be taking pictures of it and be able to see it and all that. And I, I just Googled very quickly pictures of stuff on the moon, and there is pictures of the stuff. Yeah. 
See, that's the thing about people. They just ignored that. Yeah, that's the thing with people that believe things so strongly is even when you present to them the facts, they go, well, no. And, and if you do believe it strongly, it's He's taking hard. his shoes off. It's a good sign. It's quite hard to change your mind. Yeah. You know, and I, I, I very much respect this person. So, you know, there's a little part of me that's like, maybe he's right. That wonderful Thai Buddhist um, enlightened teacher, Thich Nhat Hanh. Hang. Is yeah. that how you would yeah. say his last name? Thich Nhat Hanh, I would say, Hang. yeah. He said something which I believe comes from Buddhist teachings, but, you know, he's, he's, he made it relatively famous in his, his lifestyle, where he said, if you can observe anything yeah. without a point of view, it is the height of intelligence. Yeah. If you can just watch something and not think it's this or it's that, just yeah. observe it, it's, that's what very, very smart people do. Not this, not that. Mm-hmm. It's just happening, and yeah. it is. That's what it is. It's a beautiful thing. The guy who comes over or used to come over and change the filters in my filtered water. Right. I think I told you this story. Believes in the flat earth thing. He's a flat earther. So he would talk my ear off about it. And I was listening and listening, Mm -hmm. nodding along. And then I said to him, well, how come it can be the middle of the night in England and the middle of the day in Australia at the same time? And he said, but is it? And I said, yeah. And he said, but is it? And I said, yeah, it well, is. Well, I can call someone yeah. there. We just... can categorically prove it. We can yeah. have someone in England and someone in Australia. But again, like you said, he's just like, well, I'm. that's not the way that I think. So I refuse to see that as a piece of evidence. Because there is some stuff that you're like, okay, like... Um... Elvis is still alive. No. No, he isn't. Like, <laughs> like uh, there's planets surrounding other suns, right? hundred years ago, we didn't know that for sure. Mm-hmm. 50 years ago, maybe. Yeah, yeah. And now they categorically say, yes, mm-hmm. yes, yes. Mm-hmm. But, and I totally believe that, mm. but it's only because of what somebody told me. I can work that out myself. The way that you can work out sure. that it's a different time in Australia. You have to take educated people's I have to take educated. So I can see how you would, you could argue against it. Well, if sure. someone said there is no other planets. Yeah, what do we know? Did you see this morning the new images from Neptune from that incredible telescope? Oh, Billy, you got to see it. I love Neptune. Oh, I mean, because I was going to ask you about it, an extremely in-depth look at the planet, a watery blue kind of marble floating in space. But my question Mm -hmm. for you, Mm -hmm. but you've not seen it, So I'm going to retract the question and maybe see if you have some answer for it next week, is Mm. what is lighting that planet? Is it the sun? Yeah. Wow, because yeah. Neptune is a long way away from the sun. Yeah, and some yeah, and it's still being pretty much illuminated. Oh yeah, like, <laughs> like ultraviolet light. Uh huh. But breathtakingly beautiful. I was looking at it last night for a good ten minutes. Oh, still light it up. Don't worry about that. It'll be a bit colder though. <laughs> yeah, not getting the heat. Not yeah. getting the heat like the the ones close in. Again. Right, right, right. Mars very hot planet. Right. If you could get all the planets in order right now. I will buy you dinner. <laughs> really? What, in terms of relation to the sun? To the sun. From the sun all the way out to Pluto. And I'll give you Pluto for nothing. Because I don't know if it's still a planet. Mars? Nope. Really? Yeah. Is Mars not closest? <laughs> no. Mercury? Maybe. I don't even know. I think Mars is closest then, if you no, don't know. No, it's definitely not. Mars, Venus... 
I used to, there was a way of knowing it. Yeah, I'm doing it in my what head. What is it? Mars, Venus, Earth, Mercury, Jupiter. So you've got Mercury and Mars switched Saturn. up there. Okay. Saturn, Uranus. Eh? Not yours, but someone else's. Neptune, Pluto. What, what, what is the poem you use? My very, my very educated mother just showed us nine planets. So you got Mercury and Mars mixed up? So no dinner? No. How about just a light snack? No. Really? Well, if you get it wrong, wrong. It's second place is last place. It's a good point. Let's move on. Right. Anna from San Antonio said, like you, I was... In, oh, this is about Lightyear, the film bills. Oh, God. So, like you, I was initially skeptical of Lightyear, considering the Toy Story movies and the TV series. However, to clear things up, in Toy Story 1, at Sid's house, we see a commercial for a Buzz Lightyear toy. Yep. At the beginning of Lightyear, they explain that it is supposed to be the movie that Andy saw in 1994. What? Presumably the movie that the action figure would have come from. I love that concept. It would be cool to see a Western-style Woody movie, too. My only critique of the Lightyear movie is that, excuse me, that the space-time concepts in it feel much more like 2022 rather than 1994. Oh, hello, 1994. I love it, but it doesn't necessarily feel like it's the movie Andy would have seen. So Andy in Toy Story 1 is watching a TV show about Buzz Lightyear, the astronaut, not the toy. Is that what they're saying? Yes. Wow. But again, it's just he's he's not watching a real guy. He's watching like us watching Star Trek. Yeah. There no, no, it, it says he's, he's watching a commercial for the Buzz Lightyear toy, not the Buzz Lightyear man in space. So I don't know how that really helps, really. I, need, I haven't watched the movie. I've yeah. started the whole hullabaloo and I haven't seen the movie. Yeah, you do that a lot. You. I'm going to watch it. Hey, Tom. Hey, William. People don't always send us emails. Sometimes they send us voicemails. Oh, that's true. Do you know how to send it? Speak pipe forward slash the friendship onion. No! Oh. Speakpipe.com forward slash the friendship onion. Yeah, send us your voicemails. Well, let's uh, let's see what we've got this week. Hi, Billy and Dom. This is Lisa from Indianapolis. I was home this week with my seven-year-old. She had to stay home from school, so she got to watch all the cartoons, and we were watching Sophia the First. I thought we had seen every episode, but apparently there was one we had not yet. Because two little gnomes showed up and stole a crown from Princess Sophia. And when I listened to the voices, I realized it was you guys. And it absolutely made my day. And so I wondered if you guys could talk about how that job came about and what that was like doing voice work for a kid's cartoon. And thanks for making a mom's day a little bit brighter. Love the podcast. Bye. That's very sweet. Remember that. I do, actually. What a day. We were good little gnomes, weren't we? Yeah. I actually don't know how it happened. I think it just... I don't know. I suppose someone just asked us and we went, yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. Where um, do we have to go? Mm. And then we went there. And then we did our voices. <laughs> Although you could argue... Right. ...that it was the beginning of us realising just how powerful we could be in the voice world arena. Exactly. Because from there... We then did other some other voice work. Did we? I think. And then the podcast. Yeah. We, and then another podcast. Another podcast, yeah. Moriarty. The Devil's Game. Oh, 
That's a, that's a good one, isn't it? It's good. That. Yeah, if you guys subscribe to uh, Audible, you can check out Billy and I in uh, Moriarty the Devil's Game, which is which is super fun. It is nice doing voice work. People ask me all the time, how does it differ from doing other acting that includes your body as well? It doesn't really, does it? I mean, you're locked a little bit closer to a microphone because they're capturing your voice, but you're still performing with your whole body. Yeah. The only thing, you have to make sure it's in your voice. Mm. You know, sometimes you might play someone who's very quiet in their voice, maybe, and uh, they show things through their eyes more on the TV. Mm. But you have to make sure it's in your voice, don't you? Mm. Other than that, I, I really like doing it as well. I like it too. I think I told you when I was when we recently took a trip together, I've been listening to the original BBC dramatised version of Lord of the Rings with lovely Ian Holm oh, yeah. playing Frodo and his his choices for the voice work in that. He's so filled with doubt and dread and mm. insecurity as he gets closer and closer to the mountain. Not to say that Elijah's performance wasn't fantastic as well, but just hearing that in a voice is brilliant. It's lovely mm. to go to sleep to. Good. I actually met the guy who played Pippin. Oh. At a party when the movies came out. And somehow we got on to talking about what was the most difficult scene to do. And for me, it was when Pippin swears allegiance to the steward of Gondor. Mm. And it was for him and all. Interesting. And he, for me, it was difficult because we did a lot of green screen and I had to walk past Ian McKellen, but he wasn't there. And I had to kneel, and like I was just in a, and it was just a freaky day. But for him, he he said it was really difficult for him as well. I don't know why, as a an audio thing. Mm. But he was a lovely fella. Mm. Yeah, and Mary did been a very sweet in that. Didn't someone Mary. famous play Legolas in that in the BBC? Well, the the standout names in that that you would know or that people tend to know, obviously Ian Holm as Frodo, John Lemesure, who I think was was he in Dad's Army? Yes, he's one of the voices. I believe possibly Aragorn. Bill Nye plays one of the characters. I don't know. And then Bill Gandalf is Michael Horden, oh. who has a who has a wonderful voice. Um, if I had to guess just now. Who was it that I've read played Legolas and it's not stuck in my mind? I would guess, and I've got this completely wrong, I'm sure. Mm, I would think so. Anthony Daniels. I think it's wrong. You mean in the Ian Holm one? Yeah. Yeah, I would think that's, I think that's severely wrong. 100%? Yeah. Good. Yeah. Mary, in the BBC dramatised version, is quite a posh show. Because as we know with Mary... Out of the four hobbits, he lives in probably the more exclusive area of the Shire. He has quite a lot of money, quite well educated. He's a little bit of a little bit of a dandy, you know. <laughs> and you see a little of dandy elements in his in his voice work. I was going to say to you uh, before we get onto another voicemail. Not too long ago, we yeah. had a guest on who um, introduces some very hot chili peppers. Remember that? I do remember it vividly. I got a cramp in my stomach. Remember that? Yeah. You got hot hiccups, and we both were flop sweating, and then yeah. you had to go walk around. I thought I was going to uh, spew up. I you don't want to spew up sick. a chili pepper. I know you don't want that coming through again, do you? No. But that was really bad cramps. Took a while because you, we all had our own kind of 10 minutes of heat in mm. our mouth and face, and it seemed to dissipate. And then like half an hour later, you were like, oh, hang on a second, I'm really struggling here. 
And John had a hard time with it. Oh, John came in as a temporary guest and he couldn't speak and was sweating a lot. And then memory told us that later on that night he had explosive diarrhea all over his cat. And he says, even to this day, that the the little gap between his genitals and his bum hole is still nippy. Yeah, and bigger than it's ever been before. He said it looks like like a chewed plum. Engorsed. Yeah, engorsed, yeah. And he... He was struggling in the bathroom mm-hmm. to try and find toilet paper and he reached Wasn't. out blindly uh-huh. and it was his cat. But the, at that point, it had gone too far. So he just wiped himself with his cat and I they've thought, not cleaned the cat since then and they've now started to call her chocolate, which I think is quite nice. That's a lovely name for a cat, Isn't actually. that lovely? But what I was going to say to you, because I think that you would like this quite a lot, I think you could kind of get tuned into it. I've been taking a little bite of the chili pepper in the morning right. and then meditating whilst it's hot and stopping when the heat goes uh, away. Because as I'm sure you remember, you get quite conscious of your breath during the chilly mm-hmm. thing because when you breathe in, it's hot. When you breathe out, it's hot. So I think it opens up that area. I find myself doing quite a lot of kind of like deep breathing. And it's been amazing for like focus in meditation. Something for you to think about. I think that's a good idea, Tom, because sometimes in meditation, you need something, hence the mantra. So people giving a mantra. Totally. Somebody told me it once, he said, it's like taking an elephant through a, a market. Right. Destroy everything. Yeah. But if you, if you give him a tree trunk to hold in his mouth, he'll walk through the market. Surely if he holds it sideways, he'll still destroy the market. Well, it depends on the width. Mm, good point. Right, give him something to think about. That's nice. Try it. Will you try it? Do you still have some of those chilies? I think, yeah, still in the house. I'll mm. try it. I'll tell you what, I'll try it. Try it. I'll get back to you after I've tried it. Yeah, get back but like I don't want Beatles. that cramp again. No, no, you don't. Just take a little bit. Very, very painful. Take a quarter of what you took that time. And I know you had said when you were leaving that day, I said, are you going to give your wife some? And you said, I don't know if I should. Did she try it? No. No? Did you say, Ali, she, this is hot, don't try it? No, she likes spicy stuff. And I thought Jack would have, like, dived in because he normally would, and he was like, nah. Well, I think you should uh, cajole them into trying it. I think if I just asked Ali, she would do it because she really loves spicy things yeah. and uh, quite enjoys the unknown. Yeah, give her the pre-warning of saying, look, this is very, very hot, but uh, I had uh, quite an enjoyable experience with it. I'm going to make it into a hot sauce stroke chutney. Johnny yeah. Clues is doing that for John's us. Doing it too. We gave him about 10 of them and he's going to make any of sauce for us. I think he was too traumatized because of the chocolate cat. Really? Mm. Billy, what? I sometimes mm. get a little bit nervous when I'm online buying things. And as we know nowadays, you tend to do most of your shopping online. Yeah, no. You're, we're not going to stores anymore. So you're giving all of your bank details, sensitive information, sometimes makes me feel a little bit nervous between my family and my business yeah. life. I've got enough to worry about. I need the peace of mind of identity protection. But how do I do that? And what protection do I need? Well, how do I know? Well, what you've got to do is check out Allstate Identity Protection, the best of identity protection from a brand that you can trust. So much of life is logging into our digital lives. That's why Allstate developed an identity protection product that protects your digital life just like they do your physical life. Mm -hmm. With Allstate Identity Protection... 
they'll reimburse up to a million dollars for out-of-pocket expenses, lost wages and legal fees. They'll also cover money stolen from your bank account, 401ks, HSAs and tax returns. At Allstate, they've been protecting the things people love for over 90 years. Not only will they monitor to help keep you safe, but should identity theft occur, their US-based customer service identity specialists provide expert support 24-7, 365, with an industry-leading 98% satisfaction score. Got a big or growing family? You can enroll your entire household under one family plan that's spouse, kids, parents, in-laws, all for a flat rate that's less than you would pay for two individual plans and without the typical age or residency restrictions of where they live. Think the identity protection your bank provides is enough? Huh. Think again. The reality is that most financial institutions act only after fraud occurs rather than preventing it. Having comprehensive monitoring and coverage from AIP will help stop identity thieves in their tracks before any major damage is done. Hey, Tom, what I love about Allstate Identity Protection is how easy it is to sign up. I went online thinking, okay, here we go. This is going to take a minute or two. It's so fast. And then you're protected online. It's a great feeling. Yeah, I love that simplification. So when you think identity protection, think Allstate Identity Protection. To find out if your employer offers Allstate Identity Protection, head to AIP.com slash onion. If not, get a 30-day free trial at AIP.com slash onion. One last time, that's AIP. Billy. What? If a tree falls in a forest, does it make a sound? I don't know. Well, we don't know either. That's not what we're here to talk about. But if 27,000 trees fall in a forest, would you rethink about what you're using for toilet paper? Mm. I certainly hope so. Every day, 27,000 trees are cut down just to make conventional toilet paper. That's almost 10 million trees a year just to make something that's used once and then flush down the toilet. That's where real paper comes in. Real makes a sustainable toilet paper that contains no trees and instead uses 100% bamboo. Bamboo? Well, bamboo is awesome, Dom. It's a sustainable option. It's soft and strong. And because it's a grass, bamboo can be continually harvested without damaging the plant itself. Lovely. And while other conventional papers are wrapped in plastic in the grocery aisle, real paper's packaging is plastic-free and offers free shipping on all orders. Real Paper is available in easy, hassle-free subscriptions or for one-time purchases on their website. All orders are conveniently delivered to your door with free shipping in 100% recyclable, plastic-free packaging. If you head to realpaper.com slash onion and sign up for our subscription using the code onion at checkout, you'll automatically get 30% off your first order and free shipping. That's R-E-E-L P-A-P-E-R dot com slash onion or enter the promo code onion to get 30% off your first order plus free shipping. So let's stop flushing our forests and try Reel's tree-free paper. Reel is paper for the planet. Should we have another voicemail? Johnny! Is there another one, John? There's one coming. Come on, John. It's from his cat. Hey, Dom and Billy. My name is Connor Conrad and I'm from North Carolina. I've also been binge watching a lot of the podcast lately. Um, and in doing so, I thought of a question for Dom. It has to do with the scene in the two towers when you both are being carried to Isengard and Mary is pretending to be hurt or injured. And the Urukai give Mary some medicine. My question for Dom 
was if you could remember what it was like filming that scene and what the black gooey stuff tasted like in that particular scene. Um, I apologize if this is a long question. And I also thank you, Billy, for The Last Goodbye, as it is such a beautiful song. And I cry almost every time I listen to it. Have a good day, lads. And thank you for listening. Cheers. Thank you for listening. Connor. Cheers. Lovely. Do you remember that? Do you remember that? We were on the back of some Urukai mm. and they poured some liquid. Do I, is it? I, I seem to recall that was, was Mary pretending to be unconscious, but he actually wasn't. Or had he been unconscious? Because then Pippin was like, oh, are you okay? Yeah, you all right? And I say, I'm kind of, I'm pretending that I'm more worse than I am. Is that right? For what reason? To like throw off the Urukai, maybe. So they put us down, they go, he's fine, he's passed out. And then we can nick off, you know. I seem to remember, and I think I might have even asked Mark or our wonderful friend Mark Ordesky to help us out with a little bit of research on this. I seem to remember it was flat, fizzy pop, like a flat cola cool, drink cool, cool, cool. mixed with a prune juice concentrate. That's what I think Ooh. it was. So is that what thickened it? Gave it the viscosity. Mm. I think so. Can you remember the taste if you close your eyes and you think back? Yeah, very syrupy and thick. Can you remember? I never tried it. And I was trying to Was it only that. me drinking yeah. it? Yeah. I never got any medicine. Mm. Medicine? Medicine. Mm. I never got any. Right. Yeah. It was a slightly challenging scene for me because, as you know, Billy, I don't like my neck to be sticky. I know that. Or anything. No, I don't like any part of, like, when I was a kid and I would eat ice cream and, and my hands would get all sticky from it dripping, I'd be like, ah! And I had an elven cloak oh. that could make things itchy, so they would put, like, a moisturizer on it, and that would make it sticky, and then the fluff would stick to it. Oh. So then getting prune juice down those creases. Imagine you came back as John's cat. That would be awful for oh, you. Oh, awful right now. Also, I'm sure we've we've all done projects before where when they try to make you sticky sometimes yeah. they try to oh. put glycerin on you and I just say can you not just come and spray water on me in yeah. between takes and they say well glycerin sticks around a lot longer and I say yeah but it's basically like syrup on then your then I have to deal with it all and day all in, your, in, your, in your neck lining Ugh. that is just hell for me anyway thanks was it Connor yeah thanks Connor thanks very much good question hey Billy what it's been a while what is that well let me ask you a question right it's a multiple choice question. Okay. If I were to offer you the opportunity to do a quiz, right. would you be A, delighted, right. B, nonplus, or C, slap me in the face and walk out of the studio? I would be A, delighted. Well, guess what? What? The answer's correct. We're going to do a quiz. That's the correct answer. <laughs> Hello. Hello. <laughs> Hello. How's everyone hey. doing? Pretty good. Really What's good. happening? Where <laughs> are you? Yeah, let's start with, is it yeah. Ali? Is it Ali? Mm -hmm. Let's start with Ali, Ali. We know your name now. It's Ali Bills. Ali, <laughs> what's your name and where are you from? Yeah, you don't need to I'm tell Ali. us. The, okay. uh, most people call me Ali Q. See? My last name is very long. Ali Q. Um, but I am in Nashville, Tennessee. Oh, mm, a wonderful Tennessee. musical town. Tennessee. Wonderful place. Tennessee. Wonderful. <laughs> what's your second name? Quaddle bomb. 
Quadlebaum. Wow. That's brilliant. That's an extremely hobbity last name, isn't I it? I thought Quaddle it was yeah, the that's other. What I've been told. I thought it was the other class in Harry Potter. Yeah, yeah the Quadlebaums. and the Quadlebaums. <laughs> is it German? Because Baum is obviously tree, right? So what's Quaddle in Germany? It's quail tree. <gasps> quail, quail tree. tree. What a lovely tree. That's lovely. And then underneath, is it Sheila or Stella? My eyes are terrible. It's Sheila. Hi, Sheila. Where are you from? Hey, I'm calling in from Portland. Oregon. Just up a bit from where we are. You would love Portland, you know why? I love Portland. I've been in Portland. Great coffee. Fantastic coffee. Fantastic food. Breakfast. Fantastic people. Mm. Great. I'm not saying anything against Tennessee. No, of course not. But they're known for their coffee, aren't they? Fantastic. But Prince was from Tennessee, was he? No. No, he's from... Um, Nashville. Uh, no, yeah. he's not from no, Nashville. He's not from Mini- Nashville. Minneapolis, I think. Minneapolis, Prince. right. It's time for... I will take the ring. Ladies, you're here for a quiz. Well, let's start with this thing, because we haven't done this for a while. What are we singing? Do you know the answers? Ah! To the questions that, that we'll ask. Do you know the answers? Ring a ding a ding ding ding. Do you know the answers? To the questions that we'll ask. Do you know the answers? Will you tame a ring? I ended with a flourish there. Will you take the ring? I will take the ring to Mordor. Uh Uh-huh. And Sheila, will you take the ring? I will also take the ring to Mordor. (laughs) But do they know the way? Let's find out! By asking questions one at a time. Ladies, just a pre-warning here, and it would be amazing if you um, managed to answer any of these questions. Our illustrious uh, producer, John, pulled most of these questions, 50% of these questions, from, quote-unquote, the hardest Lord of the Rings quiz online. So, don't worry, because half of them, Billy and I have written the questions, and I would say they're easy-peasy. I don't know about easy-peasy. Well, lemon squeezy? No. You're going to be challenged, You're going to be challenged. Absolutely. But that's what life is all about. Well... Oh, now, how are we doing this? Are we splitting into teams? We're splitting into teams, Dom. Uh, you close your eyes. Closed. Okay. So, Billy is going to be team number... How about you say one? Hang on, Billy. Well, no, you just keep your eyes shut. Right, that's shut. And Dom's going to be team number... Okay, so, Billy, you open your eyes yeah. and you say... <laughs> What number? Oh no, I've done this wrong. He's I? done it wrong, hasn't he? <laughs> Hold on. I tell you what, you close your eyes. I've ruined I'm it. going to give the ladies a number, okay? It's confusing. And then whatever number you say, that's who's in your team. Okay, we'll close just cut your this eyes. bit out. They're closed. I think I saw it. Oh, I'm I'm seeing up and down, but they don't know what's up and down. But what do you um, mean up and down. Say the number one or two. Yeah. Right. Ready, Tom? I'm ready. Okay, so I will be with team member one. You're with Ali. Ali Quetzalbaum. Sheila, we've got this. We've got this. We've absolutely got this. So now I'm going to answer, Mm -hmm. ask questions to Sheila. Of course you are. You will ask questions to Ali. Sheila, question one. This is from the hard quiz, so don't be too scared. Oh, you're starting with the hard one. I'm starting with the hard one. Oh, shouldn't we start with an easy one? Shall we? Go on. An easy one first. Right. All right, Sheila, here we go. You like this, Sheila? Sheila, this is a multiple choice uh, question. What was the name of Gollum's brother? Was it <clears throat> Fegol? Was it 
Deagle. Was it Seagull? Or was it Ed Chesternuts? Oh, I'm going to go with Deagle. Is that the correct answer? Oh, you're off to a a fantastic start. That was a good one. Thank God you didn't say seagull. Ali, ask an easy one. one, uh, Well, we'll go for other. We'll go for another name. Oh, now as you know, Dom and I were stuck up a tree Mm. uh, down in Middle Earth for some time, and uh, that was an ent, a walking tree. Yes. Now his name was Treebeard. There is other ents. Which one of these is the name of an ant? A. Leaf leg. B. Quick beam. Three. C. Oh, God. <laughs> Hairy guy. D. D. Brian. <laughs> Use your mind. Use your mind, Ellie. I'm using it. I'm going with B, quick beam. That's the correct answer! <laughs> wow! Well done, Ali. You're off to an absolute storming start. 100%, you know 100%, ladies. Right, we're jumping into the difficult section here. Oh, Sheila. Ali? I, I, that's oh, what I'm I love do. it, I love it. Come I'm going to go easy, difficult, easy, difficult. <laughs> wow, that's yeah. like life, isn't it? Isn't Sometimes it? it's a blinking roller coaster. Here we go, Sheila. Sheila, come on. What does Frodo wish for? At the Black Gates of Moria. And your options are a thousand olifants with Gandalf on a white one at the head of the group. B. Yeah, B. That the ring had never, never been found. Never been found. C. For no killing to occur. Peaceful Frodo. Or D. I wish we'd never come this far. Let me know if you need those again, Sheila. That's A, B, C, or oh, D. And of course, D. Sheila. And is this from the book, Dom? Is this, this is from, from the book. This you is from the book, The Lord of the Rings. The movie. Can I phone a friend? Oh, can, wait, I, hold on. What? Phone what? a friend? Phone that, a friend? Is that an option? Is that, wait a minute, is a that another question? Is that when I can give you a clue, or are you honestly going to phone a friend? You're my friend. Oh, right. I will give well, you a Well, he's got the answers in front of him. Yeah, but I have to give a clue, remember? It's been a while since we've done a quiz, but okay. you're allowed to ask for one clue. Yeah, so good my point. clue would be... Um, it's, it's from the book, and it's never heard in the movie at any point. Or it's never, nothing that sounds even like it. Is heard in the movie at any point. Is that a good clue, Tom? No, but I'm fine because she's not on my team. Sorry, Sheila. Sheila. So you might have noticed Dom doing a wonderful impersonation of Elijah Elijah Wood Wood as Frodo Baggins. Mm -hmm. And to me, some of that sounded like, oh, I heard that in the movie. But you didn't hear this, the answer in the movie. It's been a while since I read the book. I'm going to go with... Do you want the options again, Sheila? Do you want the options again? Are you good? Okay, options, options. Go. Options again. A. Does Frodo wish for a thousand olifants with Gandalf on a white one at their head? B. B. That the ring had never, never been found. C. C. No killing. Or D. D. I wish we'd never come this far. 
Okay, I'm going to change my answer to C. That is the oh, incorrect right. answer. What did he oh, wish for at sure. the Black Gates? Tell us, though. He wished for a thousand olifants with Gandalf on a white oh. one at the head. To really smash. That was my first guess. Smash. I'm oh, sorry, Sheila. Sheila. I'm sorry. You should always go with your first guess. My wife said that. Said her biology teacher told her that once, and she stuck by that her whole life. Trust your gut. Trust yeah. your gut. Always go with your first one. Well, William, ask Ali. a very difficult question. Are you ready? I'm ready. What book did Tolkien want published at the same time along with The Lord of the Rings? What he wanted, I'm not saying this happened, but what book did Tolkien want to be published at the same time as The Lord of the Rings? A, The Silmarillion. B, Adventures of Tom Bombadil. C, The Hobbit. Or D, Rings of Power. I'll give you them again, but just slightly more and more whispered. A, Silmarillion. B, Adventures of Tom Bombadil. C. The Hobbit. Or D. Rings of Power. Ali, your answer It's please. over to you, Ali. This is a tough one. It is a tough yeah, one. It is a tough one. We said it was going to be tough. We said it wasn't going to be easy. <laughs> use your brain. Use, use your mind use and create mind. an idea and then try and have the idea move from your brain into your larynx and bleh, kind of puke it out through air. Towards us. I'm going to say The Hobbit. So that would be C, The Hobbit, which is in fact the wrong Ooh, answer. Oh, it sorry, was in fact Ellie. The Silmarillion. Ooh. The Silmarillion. J.R.R. Tolkien wanted to publish The Silmarillion at the same time as The Lord of the Rings in 1954. It was not, though, and was edited and published. Posthumously. Posthumously. Thank you. In 1977, by his son, Christopher Tolkien. Well, there you have it, Ali. If there's one thing you can say about the Friendship Onion, you get filled full of knowledge. Yes. <laughs> but keep yes. in mind, ladies, it's still a tie, so there's everything to play for now. Question and number three. Sheila, I'm going to ask the, an easy question. An easier. What I can say. Easier. I can say it's easy. easy question. What was the name of the barman slash owner? Of the prancing pony. That's barman slash owner of the prancing pony. Was it Barman Butterbur? Barman Ciderwine? Ciderman Butterfly? Or John the Bastard? <laughs> you repeat the first two. I would love to. I'll but repeat not all the four. second two. <laughs> okay. I'll repeat the first two for you, Go Sheila. On, was it A, Barlaman Butterbur, or B, Barlaman Cider Mine? What was C and D again? Yes, yeah, C, Ciderman Butterfly. Uh -huh. And D, of course, John the Bastard. <laughs> right. Carry on. <laughs> I'm going to go with A. It's the correct answer! Lovely. Fantastic. As uh, Sheila zooms ahead, Two to one. And may I just say, not only in the book, but certainly in the movie when mm -hmm. we worked with that wonderful gentleman from New Zealand, he didn't have a lot to do, mm -hmm. but he was fantastic. Remember the way that he said masters? Masters. Masters. Hey, young masters. Come in, young masters. Very good, wasn't he was it? Great. And he had a great handlebar moustache. He looked absolutely perfect. What a great actor. Giant bar and mm. all that. Yeah. And do you remember there was people like in puppetry and all that? Mm. And that's the only time it ever happened. Yeah. 
He must have thought, that's too much work. See the four hobbits looking up at a very high bar and then walking past what would be a normal-sized human, but Pete had them in these huge, elongated, robotic yeah. limbs. Where the fingers could move and all yeah. that. Pete didn't see much of them. Billy. Anyway, once again, more knowledge from it's, the Friendship Onion. It's 2-1 to Sheila, but it's uh, Ali's go now. Ali, now here's Here something go, here. So again, we're going to go at names uh, from the Lord of the Rings. Uh, Gimli, as you know, is one of the Fellowship. Uh, and Gimli, at some point, had a dad. Now, was his dad called Feely, Keely, Glowin, or Brian? That's Feely, Keely, Glowin, or Brian? Lovely Brian the Dwarf. Was that it? would be C, Glowin. It's Brian! Wow. It's two each with everything they play for as we go into the fourth questions for both of them. Ladies, this is your final question. Unless, of course, you draw, or as they say in the United States, tie. And then we have a tie, tie breaker. breaker. Not a drawbreaker. Yes, that's uh, or a jawbreaker, which is a type of bubblegum. Absolutely delicious. The lovely Sheila over there in Portland, Oregon. Here you go. How does Lobelia... Sackville Baggins attempt to smuggle several small but rather valuable items out of Bag End like a thief in the night is the answer. A, in the brim of her hat. B, inside her umbrella. C, in her pocketses. Or D, in her purse. That's a good That's question, Tom. Hat, umbrella, pockets, purse. Just to give you that again. Just yeah. Yes. Hat, umbrella, pockets, purse. I'm going to go with umbrella. It's, it's the, the correct, correct answer! And as a bonus gift for you both, Billy, can you just very briefly say the word umbrella? Umbrella. Wonderful. <laughs> On you go. Right now, Ali, here we go. You need this one to tie. Can I just stop you for a minute, what Bill? Is it, Ali, you need this to tie. <laughs> Remember, <laughs> you've still got a phone a friend? Mm hmm Or just <laughs> talk to a clue of some sort. <laughs> The guards of Ministereth laugh and Pippin protests when Gandalf calls him A, just a piece of luggage, B, Tom full of a took, C, a very valiant man, or D, a dragon's ass. So the guards laugh and Pippin protests when Gandalf calls him one of those. You can have them again at any time. Just let me know. Just, and Would you repeat them, please? Oh, please, Alison. Here please. they come. Here they come, Alice. So A, does Gandalf call Pippin just a piece of luggage? Does he call him a tomfool of a took? C, a very valiant man? Or D, a dragon's ass? While and you're thinking what? there, Ali. Yeah, just while you're thinking yes. there, Ali. Recently, we did have someone on who was an expert in chili peppers and, and asked us to eat chili peppers. And at that point, I would describe your entire body as a, a dragon's ass. Exactly. We ate the hottest one ever, and it was, uh, it was quite painful, to be mm, honest. Quite a vivid experience. Yeah. Ali, remember, you've got to phone a friend if you need it, or you can just go for it and be a real gangster. And remember, the people, the guards of Minas Tirith laugh when they hear Gandalf say this, and Pippin mm -hmm. protests. I have an idea, but I would like your help, Dom. Mm. 
Okay. Well, I'll only say this, Ellie. And nothing else. At this point, not only in the books, but also in the films, Pippin has gone through a variety of situations in which you would probably say he's being a little foolish and foolhardy there. But also a couple of occasions where Gandalf had to say, you know what, if he wasn't here, important things wouldn't have happened. I'm just saying. He's grown as a character. He's He's grown grown in respect and stature due to his draft drinking. He's been through hell. Yes, haven't we all? So I'm just going to say... I'm going to say a valiant man. It's the correct answer! Ali, wow! When also in the she book, Gandalf calls Pippin Took a very valiant man and Pippin protests and says, I am a hobbit and no more valiant than I am a man, save perhaps now and again by necessity. Mm. Now we're in a tiebreaker situation It's here, a tiebreaker Bills. situation, Sheila. Don't worry. This is, should, we ask them, should we ask them both question nine, which is difficult... And we could get an, an answer out of the two of them and see who does well. Should we do that? Uh, yeah. I mean, um, it's hard. It's but, very hard. But, do, you, do you know this? Well, yeah. Would, I, you, would you have known it if you... No, no. Right. This is very difficult. And what we're going to do... I think we just both have them answer. Because if they both kind of buzz in, then you, we can't really tell who... No, we can't. Tell. So both... What well, if they both answer the same thing? Then we'll ask another question. Oh, good, good, yeah. Could go on forever. Right, Ready? Ladies, okay, okay, here you go, ladies. So just, we'll ask, we'll ask the question. No need to be a speedy Gonzalez. You can just answer in your own time. Yeah. Here's but... the question. Where on the map of Middle-earth is the Eisenmouth? <gasps> the Eisenmouth. Is it A, between the mountains of Shadow and the Ashen Mountains? Is B, it... between, between the... the... <laughs> Billy. B, between the mouths of the rivers Lefnui and grey floor. C, in the wizard's valve overlooked by Orthanc. Or D, over the sea of Tory, beyond the lonely grave. Goodness me. This, keep in mind, ladies, this was thought to be one of the hardest questions ever done by the BBC about Lord of the Rings. So, Eisenmouth. Yes. Eisenmouth. So your, your, your options are between two mountains, between the mouths of two rivers, in a wizard's valve overlooking Orthanc. I think that's value. Sorry about that, value. Or over the sea, beyond the lonely grave. A, B, C, or D, ladies. Thoughts, ladies, thoughts. You can take your time, in which case, me and Dom will hum. Here we go, Ali has a thought. Ali? I think my thought is C. Ali has gone for question C and she's locked it in. Sheila, any thoughts? You could obviously answer C if you like or you could, of course, do A, B and, of course, D. I'm also going to go with C. Well, that's well. both are saying in the wizard's value overlooked by Orthanc. I'm afraid that answer is incorrect. Both of you are absolutely incorrect. It's between the mountains of shadow and the ashen mountains. Of course it was, Dom. William, ask these lovely ladies another question. Right, this one's about heat. Oh, I... Heat in Middle-earth. Right, first off, do you know what a gleed is? G-L-E-D-E. This is not the question. I'm just asking you as fellow human being. Mm. 
Gleed um, uh, is an English, an old archaic English word for a live coal or an ember. So something very, very hot. Very, very hot. And um, in Tolkien's book, The Lord of the Rings, something was as hot as a gleed. And your options are, A, the Balrog's whip. B, the Silmaril that Beren and Luthrien took from the Iron Crown of Morgoth. C, the ring that Isildur cut from Sauron's finger. Or D, Frodo's ring. Sting! Sorry. So it's the Balrog's whip, the The Silmaril that Beren and Luthien took from the Iron Crown of Morgoth, the ring that Isildur cut from Sauron's finger, and of course, Frodo's famous sword, Sting. Sting, as it was called. Ladies, it's over to you. Hum! I'm going to guess. Sheila's Sheila's having a guess. Um, Is it be the Silmaril? The Silmaril that she Beren and Luthien took from the Iron Crown of Morgoth. Now, Ali, thoughts, Ali. thoughts. My thoughts are divided. Oh, what an awful place to be. You're at a crossroads in your a. life. Oh, and it went for A, which is the Balrog's whip. Tom? Neither answer is <laughs> Neither answer is So only leaves two. <laughs> yes, you can choose one two. each. Ladies, choose one each. So you can either choose the ring that cut Isildur's... Uh, the ring that cut Isildur's cut from Sauron's finger. <laughs> what? The ring that Isildur ah, cut yeah, from confused. Sauron's finger. I'm so or excited. Frodo's sting. You can both choose the same one. Yeah, and we'll you carry can choose on the same one. Ladies. We've got nothing else to do. I'll go with the ring. Same. Is that correct? <laughs> this quiz is going on forever. It was. Isildur wrote that the ring he cut from Sauron's finger was hot when he first took it, hot as a gleed, and my hand was scorched, so that I doubt if ever again I shall be free of the pain of it. My that's goodness. What, that's what he said. It was hot, hot as a gleed. Okay. Next here's... time you touch something hot, just say that. Oh, it's like a gleed, that. It's a gleed. Oh, take that. that cottage pie out of the oven. It's as hot as a gleed. Oh, I can't put that in my mouth. It's hot, hot as a gleed. Okay, ladies, here's another question for you. Let's You'll enjoy see. this one. Which of these things is not, not made of wood of the fair tree Lebethron, <laughs> beloved of the woodwrights of Gondor? Which is not made Which from that wood. Not. So not. three of them are going to be made of that wood. One of them's not. And here we go. The casket carrying the crown of Aragorn's coronation. The, B, oh. B, the staves given by Faramir to Frodo and Sam. C, the chair of the steward Denethor. Or D, the hammock of Galadriel. One of those is not made of very beloved, it seems, wood, mm-hmm. ornate, lovely wood. From the fair tree Lebethron. I'm going to sing the theme tune to uh, sing, uh, Ski Sunday. Go on then. I'm going to say the staves. The staves that were given by Faramir to Frodo and Sam. That's a great answer. Okay, and Sheila, you can also say the staves, of course, or you could say something else. The casket, the chair... 
the hammock, or of course the staves. What wasn't made? I'll go with the, the chair. The chair, chair of the steward, Denethor. Is that, Is that correct? correct? Answer! As we all know, Sheila, the chair of the steward Denethor at Ministereth is made of stone, black and unadorned. Fantastic work, both the two of you, since that quiz was very hard. <laughs> In fact, Billy and I, Billy specifically, but Billy said before the quiz, he said, these questions are far too hard. We, it, no one can answer these. So the fact that you guys hung in there and did your best, congratulations to the two of you. We Johnny won't. Clues lost the place today yeah. and put in, no one could answer those questions and you ladies did absolutely fantastic. Sheila, tell tell Sheila what she's won, Dom. Well, Sheila, you've won something unknown and random from the uh, Friendship Onion merchandise. We'll send the two of you something for being involved in the show. We're not sure what it is. Probably, I would think, a T-shirt since they just fit so beautifully. Those I love the T-shirts. I love them too. You look great in them. Yeah, you can get them from the thefriendshiponionpodcast.com. Exactly. Well, thank you very much for coming on the show. It was great to have the quiz. But hold on. Traditionally, we allow both the quiz people to ask us a question if they'd like to. You guys don't have to, but if you had a burning Lord of the Rings question, is there anything in particular? It doesn't even have to be about Lord of the Rings. It might be about Billy's socks. I'd forgotten all about that, to be honest. Right. Ali, is there anything that you're like, oh, I've always wanted to ask them something about, who was it? Or Johnny Clues? Well, I was trying to think about things I ask my friends that I want to know about them. Mm. And so I'd love to know how you guys take your coffee. I take mine uh, black, sometimes with a little, and I would say a quarter of a teaspoon of honey. Just like that. I take it a few ways, to be honest. I love coffee, Ali. I really, I'm, I'm slightly obsessed by it. In fact, my wife was getting me a coffee yesterday and I wrote to her and I says, oh, get, get me a latte. And then I wrote back and I said, no, make it an Americano. And in my head, I know how I take everything. But she put milk in my Americano. I don't put milk in my Americano. I put half a sugar in my Americano. I take a latte as it comes and if I'm in a diner, I'll take their drip coffee with some uh, half and half. Uh, it's a lovely question. I <laughs> used to like coffee. In fact, during the COVID lockdown, I wasn't drinking any coffee. And Billy said, you should try coffee. It's a lovely way to start your day. And I tried it and it was lovely. And I love the buzz. And since then, my body has got used to it. And now I need to drink kind of six to eight cups of coffee to get the 68? buzz. Sixty-eight. Six to eight. Oh, right. <laughs> and so I don't really bother with coffee anymore. Hey, Ali, how do you like your coffee? And Sheila, do you drink coffee as well? I usually drink mine black. Yeah. Any, Ali, any you and I would get on like a house on fire. <laughs> do you put I'm any sweeter? I'm from Portland and I, I don't drink any coffee, even though I'm from Portland. Good oh. for you, Sheila. It fries your adrenal glands after I all. I think it's very good for you. And Sheila, do you have a burning question or not necessarily? Um, I have a riddle for you guys. Oh, that I oh a riddle, is it? Riddles in the dark. Doing those. Go on then. Okay. Um, so I created this one a while ago. Oh, you created um, it. Here we go. There are two kinds of shells. The first keeps hidden inside it little green balls. The second you need lots of if you have a nasty fall. Put side by side, these shells create an entertaining duo, but really anyone can make this with a simple recording studio. Now, did Green. you say shells like seashells, or did you say shelves like in a cupboard? Like a seashell. 
shell. Okay, so there are One's two green shell. Green balls, was it? Green and red balls? Just green, I think. Wasn't Just it? green. Just yeah. green. So, and then the other one, you need a lot of it if you have a fall. A shell. Put them together and they are what? Put side by side, these shells create an entertaining duo. Entertaining duo. One is Put side by side. And then what you get, but you could make them if you stick them in a recording studio. Hold mm-hmm. on. I feel like it's something to do with us. With you? Well, us. If you put us ah, together in a recording studio, right? you make something entertaining. But why are we shells? And exactly. But also side by side, we make a entertaining duo. Entertaining duo. But why shells? Ali, any have you got any help? Any here? thoughts there, Ali? Nah. I'm thinking. She's just saying that. Green, and why are we green? You get green balls. I don't have green balls. Right. Um, and the other I did one, swim you need, in that swamp once. You need a lot if you fall. You need a lot. Yeah, does that have something to do with like bandages or need a uh-huh. lot? Uh, does it like is it? plaster? Yeah. It's something. Yes. So, is it plaster, plaster of Paris? Like no clothes. plasters. Plasters like band aids. So, Maybe they call it something different in the States. Band-Aids. Is it? So if you fall over, you need something Band-Aid. to... to, to band And if you break a bone... You need bandages. A stooky, we What's call a it. a stooky? What's a stooky called in America? What, a bandage? No, like when you get you break a leg. Oh, a plaster cast. Plaster I figured cast. it out. What? Have oh, you figured it out? I got it. Okay, Ali. You guys are on the right track. Okay, so give Shall us a little bit. Shall we keep going for a minute? I think so. Give us a little Plaster. bit of a clue, either Ali or Sheila. So, how does it all link together? Shell. Shell. The first part, think vegetables. Of course, think of vegetables. Green shell. Green, pea. Green, pea. Green peas. Peace. Give peace a chance. Peace. Peas. Peas. <laughs> Are you just saying peas over and over again? Yeah. Yeah. One's got green circuit, so that's a, that's a green piece. Green piece. Oh, green, green piece. piece. So the word peace. And live aid. Band aid. Band aid. Getting further away. Getting further away. <laughs> oh, but you, there was a tenuous link there. It's something to do with plasters or bandages. If you burn. Or cast. Or, or cast. cast. Oh, a cast. Cast. The cast of, the cast the cast of, of Hamilton. A cast of the friendship <laughs> onion. If you put two people together, they become a cast. <laughs> if, you, if, if you're doing Wait for Godot. Band-Aid. Green peas, peas, peas. What are peas found in? Pods. Podcast. Po- Podcast? Yeah. Yes. Podcast. We've got it. Podcast. Is it? <laughs> yes, we've got, got it. it. Sorry to scream now. I like to scream when it gets good. Started, so clever. That that you've got Thank a mind. So you're Sheila. A, you're a you're a riddle uh, creator, Sheila. I like to make things rhyme. Yeah. Wow. Well, that's a poet as well, then, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Well, ladies, it's been lovely having you on. Please give your details to our illustrious uh, producers, and we'll try and send you something in the mail. But thanks for. Um, you're going to cry then. I was quite upset that they're leaving. <laughs> I, like, I like ladies. Ali and Sheila, fantastic. Lots of love to you. Have a great rest of the day. Thank yeah, you guys. Have a lovely Portland day. and Tennessee. Bye bye. Bye, friends.
Bye. Well, what a wonderful quiz, William. I loved it. It's good having the quiz back. Let's do it more. To close out the show, we love it when you send us a song that you think is funky. And with that in mind, let's check to see if a song sent to us from Jennifer in Sweden is funky, funky for, for you. you. I am a visitor of my own universe. I am an alien in my own consciousness. I borrow this body because I like to party. I Wow. That was fantastic. What are they called, Dub? Yo, they're called Thumpasaurus. Thumpasaurus. And that was the song Alien, Je Jennifer said. The song I want to rate is Alien, want you to rate is Alien by Thumpasaurus. I've only recently found them out. So I don't really know too much about them, but they are truly talented, amazing musicians who choose to have fun and do some weird, funky stuff. If you like the song, they have two albums out, which I highly recommend dedicating an hour of your day to listen to. It is an experience. I will Definitely be checking those guys out on the way I'm home. I'm definitely checking out Thumpasaurus. And how funky were they for you, Billy? Don't they were? They, on, on a, a scale of not very funky. Brahms. To funky. Purple at his most prince. That was the Tom Tom Club. That's funky. I know! I'm going to say, because you can't get any more real funky than, than that, really. I'm going to say... Funkadelic, doing something really funky on well, stage that, with a funky crowd. That's almost the most funky you can get. It's pretty funky. Hey, send in your recommendations for a song that you think is funky to us at The Friendship Onion. Keep in mind, you can rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast. It really much it really much helps us out. It muchly helps the tapes. It very much helps us out. Thumpasaurus. If you want to get hold of any of the merch, that's at thefrenchipunionpodcast.com. And also... Send us your voicemails, speakpipe.com forward slash the friendship onion. And guys, guess what? We'll see you next week. See ya! Toodles! Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.